The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to another episode of Liga Trish English here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. I'm your host, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinho. The penultimate round of the first phase of the Portuguese third division is in the books. And the picture for the playoff promotion, or I should say the promotion playoff phase, is becoming very clear. Um, the teams are jockeying for their position in the relegation playoffs. Uh, things are about to get very interesting, but in the South, the four teams that advanced have booked their spots well. Everything's still to play for in the North. It was another uh, action-packed weekend in Liga 3, and there's a lot to talk about tonight, so we're going to get started right away. Friday, March the 3rd in Ribatejo in Alverca. It's Alverca hosting Real Massima. Alverca needing to win so that they can put distance between themselves and Kaldish and Sporting B. Okay, both on the same amount of points uh, trying to chase Alverca. Alverca coming into this match with a three-point cushion on those two teams. Alverca sitting in fourth, knowing that uh, they could really go a whole long way into securing their spot in the promotion phase if they took the three points at home here on a Friday night against Real. And it started off, it didn't start off well for the home side as it was Real taking the lead, Diogo Castro, in the 39th minute. And I know um, in the in the conversations and in the groups I'm in of college supporters, we got excited because this gave us a chance. This meant that we could still play for a possible spot for a a spot in the in the promotion playoffs, and we we've, we've never been in a spot where we could play for promotion to the second division. It's been a long, long time. You have to go back to like nineteen ninety one, I believe, when uh, Calders were very, very close to winning the second division B central region, and very close to gaining promotion to the then called the Division d'Honneur, the then called the Honor Division, which was the second division, uh, today called the Liga 2. But in the second half, the home side would turn things around. And in the 71st minute, it's Hassan pulling level for the Hibajanus, and they would quickly bring the ball back to midfield and really put a lot of pressure on Real here. And Real Sport Club doing everything they can to secure a point. Again, um, where you finish... Uh, has a big bearing on who you're going to play in the relegation section and how many points you're going to start that round with. I went over that last week. Go back to last week's Liga 3 episode and you can hear me break down how how that next phase is going to work. So every team fighting for every point here. And in the 90th plus 7, it would be a questionable Penalty call by the referee. Uh, a lot of disagreement from Real and from, obviously, the the club's indirect competition with Alverca for promotion on this one. Nobody seemed happy or seemed to agree with this call, but the referee does point to the spot. Up steps Marcus Silva for Alverca, and he buries it. 
Alverca save it for late. They save it for the 90 plus 7, but they do get the all-important three points, and they would find out less than 24 hours later that this was enough to book their place in the promotion playoffs. Alverca 2, Real 1. We move to Saturday, an 11 a.m. local kickoff time in Caldas de Riña. It is the derby, the derby of the district, the lady of the district derby, although from what I understand, Portugal is dissolving the districts at the end of this year and starting next year, there'll be no district administrative uh, units. They're going to go into, I guess, regions instead of being in 18. What I heard was instead of being in 18 districts, they're going to reduce to, I don't know, nine or nine regions or something along those lines. But anyway, uh, this is a, a derby. And a derby that for many years didn't happen when Ladia were in the first division, of course, for many years. But um, this may be the last one for a while because Union Ladia fighting to win the section, not just to get into the promotion playoffs. They they secured that a, a while ago. Um, now they're trying to battle with Amora to the finish line to see who can finish first place in the south section. That will have to wait until next week. But in this one, um, it started great for the home side. It started great for my club, for Caldish. Uh It was in the 18th minute or so. The ball came down the right flank. Andrea Pech with the one-time cross across the face of goal. Uh, normal substitute, who was a starter on the day. Gonzalo Bredes gets out, beats the defender to it, gets a slides and gets a foot onto it, but he pushes the ball just a little bit wide. Kaldish miss a golden opportunity to go ahead. And in the very next possession going the other way, Union Lady uh, get their, their icebreaker, if you will. They get their first goal as the ball goes flying down the left flank. Kaka gets on the end of it, plays it across, and finds Diogo Leito. And it is 1-0 to Lady. And Samara came out of the stadium. The stadium was loud. It was excited. And definitely, there was a little bit of air coming out of it. The Ladia fans go and the Ladia players, excuse me, go over to the corner where their fans are located in the traveling support. Celebrate with the players; they can sense it now. Uh, they really want to finish in first to to avoid, obviously, the North Section's first place team. And 18 minutes later, they would double their lead by that same player who set up the first goal. This time, he gets the finish. It is Kaka. 2-0 to Leia going into halftime. College pushed and did what they could in the second half. They got a few more opportunities. Union Leia's goalkeeper, Pavel Kisek. You may remember him from a few seasons ago when he was the goalkeeper for Riwav. Uh, he played, played a couple of seasons in Portugal in the top flight. Uh, went back to play in Poland, and he surfaced in this January transfer window. Surfaced at Leia. This is the type of investment Leia is putting into this team. This is how bad they want to get promoted back to Liga 2 and I'm sure eventually to Liga 1 to Liga Portugal. And uh, they go and get a goalkeeper like this with, with first division experience in a couple of countries. And last week, he was sort of the villain. He led his team down last week late against Fontinhas. This week, he made big saves to keep it 2-0 until the 57th minute when the counterattack uh, went the other way. And again, another ball played into the this time into the right channel it gets served across the face of goal and Jair Silva Ladia's top goal scorer gets on the end of it and buries it past Wilson Swatch 3-0 to Union Ladia 
Caldish were not going to be able to even get one on the board on this one. In the 90th plus five, both Caldish's João Silva and Union Ladies Sergio Ribeiro each see a red card. Referee had had enough, but uh, it ends 10 on 10, and it ends Caldish nil, Ladia three. Moving on and staying in the early matches, we go up north. We go to Trajus Monch. It is Montalegre taking on Braga B. Montalegre with some real uh, misfortune early on. They would see Ari Leandro sent off in the second, in the 22nd minute, excuse me. He had already, he was already carrying a yellow card. And then he would see, uh, he would be late to a challenge. And actually he would handle the ball as it was being played by him. And the referee, no choice but to give him his second yellow and send him off shortly thereafter. Uh, another Montalegre player would be sent off. I saw it in the YouTube video. It's not in the in the game sheet, though, uh, here on FOTMOB, but it was in the YouTube highlight reel. I did see Montalegre actually went down to nine, and still, somehow, in the 45th, plus four, they managed to get themselves forward and managed to win a penalty. In the 45th, plus four, Bruninho steps up for the Montanos and buries the penalty, sends the goalkeeper the wrong way, Amazing. And nine men Montalegre go into halftime up 1-0. And they didn't stop there. Five minutes into the second half, DD doubles the lead for the nine men Montalegre. And it looks like an upset is in the cards in Trajus Monch. But then Braga B, remembering that they are playing for a spot in the top four for an opportunity to go to a promotion playoff to get back to the Liga 2. And Andre Lacazima, sorry, Andre Laximacant would score again. It's two games in a row with a goal for him, making it 2-1. And just a few minutes later, João Pedro is a set piece. And it was served across the face of goal. Goes to the far post and the center back, uh, José Pedro. Excuse me, I think I said João the first time. It's José Pedro, big number 73, the central defender, gets on the end of it and buries it 2-2. But despite being up two men, that is as much as Braga B could get on the day, unable to take all three points and their promotion hopes or their promotion playoff hopes take a big hit in Montalegre. It's two all in Trajus Monch. Moving on, we go to Algarve now, playing in their borrowed home, if you will. Montcarpachens playing in Ollon, home of the historic Ollonis, and they are hosting the leaders Amora and Again, this is a big match for Amora, who I have said uh, for quite some time now are the most informed team in the Liga 3. Looking at their last five matches, four wins in a row, and this one would be no different. It took them all of seven minutes to get ahead. Paulo Marcelo makes it 1-0 in the seventh. Dennis Rodriguez, 10 minutes later, doubles the lead. It's 2-0 to Amora. But Isaac Cisse would pull one back in the 29th for the Algarvian side. It is now 2-1 or 1-2 if you if you go by the traditional home team first uh, format. But they weren't done yet. 38th minute. Paulo Marcelo again. This time he converts a pen in the and it's 3-1 to the visitors. But the first half wasn't over yet. And three minutes later, it would be a penalty the other way. And the Algarvians would have their own pen. Rui Mureira steps up 2-3, and that's how they would go to halftime in the 77th minute, though the leaders would put it out of reach and solidify their spot atop the table. It's Jaca with a goal 4-2, your final in Algarve.
Now we go back up north to San Juan de Madeira, another top four side. San Juan is hosting Faf, and it was going to be all home side in this one as the the All Blacks would completely control this one. Joel Silva with a first half double, one in the 12th, one in the 42nd minute. In the second half, Ruben Alves would make it 3-0 for San Juanes. And in the 71st minute, João Silva would come on and he would finish it 4-0, your final in San Juan de Madeira. San Juanes, three more points for them. San Juan Vir hosting Paridge. This one would be a tight affair. And it w- there wouldn't be any scoring until the 58th minute when it would be a penalty awarded to San Juan Vir. Diogo Pereira steps up, converts the pen 1-0 to the home side. Ten minutes later, the visitors, Parids, would pull level. Vitor Piscu is the player who gets the equalizing goal in the 68th. Two minutes later, Parids' Brenu would be sent off with a straight red card. But even down a man, Parids hold on for the point. And lastly, on Saturday, the night game, it's the leaders in the north, although they're on a little bit of a slide here. Uh, only one point from their last three matches. That's Felgadish 1932. And the slide would continue here, unfortunately. Uh, they're being visited by Anadia, who made the trip from the Aveiro district. And they would get on the board in the 25th minute. Fausto Lorenzo would put Anadia ahead 1-0. And nine minutes later, Bruno Muraj makes it 2-0 as he gets on the end of a corner kick. And beats the goalkeeper. Before halftime, though, Anadia would see Luis Pedro sent off for an accumulation of yellow cards. So they go to halftime up 2-0, but down a man. And Felgadas gets the rally going very early in the second half. 52nd minute. Hui Hampa cuts the lead in half. And the home side is excited. The fans are excited. And they they would push on. They would push on for the next 20 minutes or so, but unable to convert, unable to make the most of their opportunities and to pull level. And then they would pay the price in the 80th. Papalele for Anadia would finish. And it was a, it was a brilliant little cheeky goal as Anadia would go ahead 3-1 despite being down a man 10 minutes from full time. And... This one would have some more action in stoppage time, though. Luis Zinu would pull the hosts back. Uh, it'd be 3-2 in the 90th plus one. Everyone hoping that there'd still be enough time for an equalizer. But uh, again, on a counterattack in the 90th plus six, the Felgadas goalkeeper comes out, makes a good save on a breakaway. However, his rebound goes right into his own uh, retre- retreating defender. And from there, would dribble slowly across the goal line into his own goal. An own goal for João Cunha closes out the scoring. The final, it's Felgadish 2, Anadia 4. And now Sunday's matches, five of them on Sunday. We start up north again and another informed side. Lunk Villaverdes playing at home in Villaverde against Vitoria Guimarães B in one of the many, 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 just another one of the many, many menu derbies that take place in Portuguese football virtually every weekend. Uh, no no question that the menu province is the most represented in the top four levels of, of Portuguese football. 
with the most clubs playing at these levels. And this match would be very animated. It, it, it did have the feel of a derby to it, even though it's a first team taking on a B team. But in the 52nd minute, a penalty would be called to the dismay of the home fans and the home players. It would go to Vitor Guimaraes B, and Thomas Handel would step up and send the goalkeeper the wrong way. 1-0 to the visitors, but in the 83rd, Lankville-Verdense's constant pressure, constant movement forward would pay off as they would get a penalty of their own seven minutes from full-time. Edmilson Fidu steps up, converts 1-1. Three minutes later, Ruben Marksh would win the match for the hosts. Vila Verdense 2, Vitoria Guimarães B1. That is your final. We go to the Azores for Fontinhas versus Sporting B in the beautiful Terceira Island. Just outside Praia da Vitoria. Fontinhas on, on a roll here. They they won last week against the then leaders, Union Leiria, possibly costing them the lead in the league uh, or in the division. Now with one round to go. And again, Principal Adico would would convert a penalty in the 67th minute. Uh, a surprise again for Fontinhas at home with good support in the crowd in this one. And they would go ahead 1-0 over Sporting B. Now we move to the 85th minute and Sporting B's Chikulamba would be sent off with a straight red card, much to the dismay of the sporting players and the coaches. They didn't feel they agreed with the referee, but it would be a, a straight red card. And just a few minutes later, 90th plus three, Sporting B would pay the ultimate price. And this would end up being the match that ended their dreams of promotion. Just like Caldas, both teams' dreams end on the same weekend here as Fontinhas convert a penalty. It's Prince Boncat making it 2-0 to the Azorian side. Ragnar Paula would be sent off in the 90th plus 11 in a little bit of a scrum, uh, but it wouldn't affect the result. Fontinhas 2, Sporting B, 0. And that, of course, means that both Alverca and Bulanense guarantee their spot in the promotion playoffs. Bulanis hadn't even taken to the pitch yet. They're probably celebrating before the match even started. And when we get to them, I'll tell you. You'll you'll be able to tell for yourself why I'm thinking that. But before that, we have a derby in the Coimbra district. Despite these teams being over an hour away from each other in driving time, they are both in, in the Coimbra district. It's Academica hosting Oliveira do Hospital at the Municipal Stadium in the University City. And it is the historic club, the students, who would take the lead in the 51st minute, thanks to Juan Perea. And the students in attendance would be cheering as it was it was a lively crowd. The 87th minute, Oliveira do Hospital's comeback hopes died Miserably, as Yaya Bamba would see a red card. Five minutes later, his teammate Samuel Toshkas also shown a red card. Early showers for the two of them. Oliveira Dospital finish with nine men and Academica hold on to win and pick up three more points. And it makes you wonder if Academica didn't have that dismal start at the beginning of the season. They may have been one of the clubs pushing for a top four finish. Three more points to the students. It's Academica 1, Oliveira Hospital 0. Back up north. 
one of the another one of the league's early star teams, Verzint, playing for their life. Remember, they knew now that Braga B did not win in Montalegre, which meant that they had not they still had a chance to take back fourth place and and leave their future in their own hands going into the final round as to whether or not they were going to finish in that top four. Without a result in this match, they would need help next week to get in the top four, and it wouldn't start well. They would be hosting Canelas, and nine minutes in, Canelas go ahead 1-0 thanks to Zezinu. Uh, that would hold till halftime. Verzin pushing and pushing and pushing and looking for an equalizer. They'll get a little help in the 65th minute when, when Canelas has Gustavo Mendoza sent off. A man advantage looking for a goal. They really needed to. But a loss would have all but ended their hopes of getting to the promotion playoffs. It would have definitely taken it out of their hands and would have left them needing help next week. But the 90th plus 6, they are rescued by Zé Augusto. Yes, Zé Augusto. And the 90th plus 6 rescues Verzin's hopes and Verzin's objectives this season. Their manager, Tiago Magarido, has made no secret it is promotion or bust for them this year. And that hope stays alive in the 90th plus 6. This one finishes 1-1 in a very, very necessary and meaningful point to Verzin. And the final match of the day at the Bonfi, battle of historic first division clubs, former first division clubs, Vitoria Stubal hosting Bulanense. And I think Bulanense had already started celebrating because they forgot to come out for this match. Uh, Victoria Stubal take a huge lead early. I mean, Gabriel Lima gets two goals in the first half hour, one in the 16th, one in the 29th, and they don't stop there. Four minutes later, David Santos makes it 3-0 to the Sandinos. Someone forgot to tell Bulanis they still had a match to play, or maybe they just didn't care. Their, their objective for now was met, and... Uh, maybe they just couldn't get up for this one. The league's leading scorer, Zekinia, the 38-year-old, would or 36-year-old, excuse me, would add to his tally his 14th, I believe, here in the 36th minute. Makes it 4-0. Stubal Clay would pull one back for Bolinis. Third week in a row that he gets on the score sheet. Uh, it would go to halftime 4-1 to the Sandinus. Uh, Bulanes would pull one back and make it 4-2 in the 71st minute. Midana with the goal. And then in two minutes later in the 73rd, uh, Bo would be put on it. And that would be it for Bulanes in this one as Vitoria Stubal go up 5-2 thanks to Pedro Pinto. And that is your final Vitoria Stubal 5, Club Footballish Bulanes 2. So that is round 21. Let's look at the table now. As I said, in the South, everything is is clinched as far as the top four. So I'm going to start. I mean, the teams can still swap positions, but we know which four teams are advancing. I'm going to start this week with the table in the South because of this. First place is Amora, one-point lead. They have 45 points, one better than Union Leiria going into the final week of, of this stage. Union Leiria with 44. Alverca moved to third place now with 37 points. Two ahead of fourth place, Bulanesic, but Bulanesic know that they had already clinched their spot because both Sporting B and Kaldish had lost on the day, and that 
That left both of those teams with 31 points. Sporting and Kaldish play each other next weekend. Uh, the winner of that will get a, the all-important fifth place and start the next phase with with the most points in their group. Uh, seventh place now, all the way up to seventh place, Vitoria Stubal, but with 23 points. Same as Oliveira do Hospital. And the two of them are one point better than ninth and 10th. Academica, 9th or 22. 10th is Fontinhas. They have gone up two spots in the last two weeks with back-to-back goals now with 22 points as well. Real Massama in 11th with 20 points. They really would have liked a point against <laughs> against Alverca in this one uh, as they find themselves falling a little further down. And in 12th now, it's the Algarvian side. Mon Capachens, 17 points. Now let's go up north. Where, where you three? Uh, well, you can say yes. Three of the four that will advance have been decided, but the fourth is not decided yet. And who's going to finish first and second? Still undecided. So here we go. Felgeta still leading despite their poor form. Again, one point in their last three matches. They still have forty-one points and lead the North. Lanka Villaverdense now second with forty points. Son Jonens safe in third with 36 points. And fourth right now belongs by a hair to Verzin. Thanks to their 96-minute stoppage time goal. Puts them one point ahead of Braga B, who have 32 points. Canelas are in seventh now with 27 points. Oh, excuse me. I skipped sixth. Sixth is Son Jonvid with 29. Seventh is Canelas with 27. Paridge are eighth with 25. Faf, ninth with 22. Montalegre, 10th with 21. Anadia, 11th with 20. And in 12th place, Vittoria Guimarães B with 12. That's going to be an uphill climb for them. Um, they're going to have to get ahead of somebody in the relegation uh, phase. They're, they can't finish bottom of their group. They're going to start with only one point. So they are going to have to catch somebody to stay in Liga 3 next year. Let's look at the f- the top scorers now. As I said, Zekinha leads. It's 13, not 14, but 13 goals for Zekinha from Vitoria Stuval. And Milson Filho of Vila Verdes is second with 10. Also with 10, Jair Silva of Union Leiria and Paulo Marcelo of Amora. João Augusto of Bolognenses has 9. While Fausto Lorenzo and Nuno Pereira, Fausto of Anadia, Nuno Pereira of Amora with eight. Also with eight, Rui Batalha of Real and Gonzalo Gregorio of Union Leiria. And then we have a slew of players with seven goals. The fixtures for round 22, the final round of this first phase. All of the teams in the South play on Saturday. All the matches taking place at 11 a.m. Portuguese time, 6 a.m. here on the East Coast of the United States. That is Saturday. All all the matches, all six matches kicking off at the same exact time. Amora hosting Vitoria Stubal. Bulanenses hosting Alverca at the Restelo. Oliveira do Hospital hosting Fontinhas. Real hosting Academica Sporting B hosting Kalbush and Alcuchet. That that one is literally a playoff match for fifth place. And Undion Lady uh, hosting Moncarpachense at the Magalhães. So uh, then on Sunday, it's the turn of the North to play. They're going to kick off at 5 p.m. Sunday in Portugal. 
So we have Faf hosting Montalegre, Anadia hosting São Joanes, Braga B hosting São João Verde, Canelas hosting Vila Verdense, Paredes hosting Verzin, and Vitória Guimarães B hosting Felgueiras. All those matches again kick off 5 p.m. Portuguese time Sunday afternoon. And that, my friends, is all we got this week in Liga 3 em inglês. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the final week of this first phase. And on next week's show, we will have the final table for this phase. And I will have the groupings for for the second phase, whether it's the promotion playoffs or the relegation playoffs. I will have all the groupings, and I'll give that to you next week here on Liga 3 in English. Uh, stay tuned to the channel, of course. Mr. Benfica's episode 156 will drop it very, very soon. Um, we're going to have a recap of the match with Fumalicão from Friday night and the women's update in the same episode. Going to get that recorded early Monday. Uh, have it out by Monday night, my time, Tuesday morning for those of you in Europe. Um, it should be in your podcast player by Tuesday morning and you can get a listen in before Tuesday's Champions League second leg. So uh, a lot coming this week. I'll be doing another one. Thursday, we'll catch up. And recap the Champions League match Thursday. I'll be recording that one as I have a little bit of time at the end of the day on Thursday. That's it. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Mike Agustinu. Follow the show on Twitter at Benfica Mister and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And check out the website www.mrbenfica.com. I'll see you next time. Remember, if you love football, you love Benfica. And this is Liga 3 Puro Football. Hashtag Puro Football. Football, sorry, Portuguese. Pure football, if you will. Um, and as always, support support your local club, whether in the they're in the Liga Três, the Campeonat, the District Championships, wherever they play their football. Even if you live far away, like a lot of us do, you can support them on the social media. You can take interest in them. You can uh, discuss things with fans. Can really connect to people that way. And again, these these a lot of these matches are available. Uh, these Liga 3 matches are available on YouTube, and they're, all the highlights are up on YouTube. I, I saw highlights of every single match um, played this past weekend. I'll be able to do that again next week because Canal Owens gets all the highlights of all the matches up there, uh, With usually by the end of the day. So uh, do, if you don't have a hometown that you want to root for, pick one. Um, but again, going to all of our hometowns, North, Central, South, and Islands, and uh, support your local club. Thank you, and have a great rest of of the day, and happy Monday to everyone if you're listening to this on Monday morning. See you next time, guys. We are so good.